Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey always reigns supreme. Whether you were raised at the barn in Uniondale or born in the stable at Belmont, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, let's drop the puck and get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Saturday, October 8th, 2022. Coming at you live from Floyd Media in Rockville Center. Big special edition of the show for you tonight. We have Mr. Andrew Gross from Newsday and Stefan Rosner of NYI Hockey Now joining us in house in the studio. Did today. I say tonight? It's today. It's you know it's, it's part of the brain script. I want to be yeah, right. <laughs> and and back everybody is Mr. Christian Arnold. But back I wouldn't from know that because I think the camera is just so squarely on you right now, which makes sense ego. to me. Ego. So folks, I want to welcome you all to a special edition of, of Hockey Good Night Lord. in New York. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Christian Arnold. Most of the time, <laughs> not always, is, is Christian Arnold. Christian and gentlemen, how you guys doing? Doing well. well. I can't speak for these guys, but I'm doing well. I'm uh, also I, doing well. Yeah, I'm mostly concerned about Christian. Yeah. I nice. mean, that's I, I fair. like you, but that's I don't fair. worry about you. I worry about you. <laughs> I, I completely understand. I completely I get it well. Yeah. Well, right off the bat, I want to yeah. thank you both for coming and hanging out with us today. Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. What else? On a Saturday afternoon between a morning skate and a... Thank God, the final preseason game. We can finally get this going soon enough. Yeah, absolutely. So before we jump into it, folks, just want to remind you that we are proud to be presented by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip, and UBS Arena at Belmont. Also proud to be sponsored by RJ Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway right here in Rockville Center. And of course... Brand new sponsor, Lost Farmer Brewing Company, located at 63A, 2nd Street in Mineola. So, gentlemen, you're here. Like you said, preseason comes to an end tonight against Ooh. the New York Rangers at UBS Arena. And then we get to talk about the real thing. But, but gentlemen, I want to talk about camp. You guys were on top of it the whole time, right? You got to see all the players, see what's going on. Lane Lambert running the show there. So let's start there. Uh, and I want to start on the defense Robin Salo, Ledoux, Hutton, Sebastian Ajo, all kind of, you know, uh, competing for that 6-7 spot. It looks like Salo has the 6 spot, Absolutely. but there's a little intrigue yeah. with that 7 spot. So why don't we start there, Andrew? We'll start with you. Yeah, no, I mean, I've <laughs> I've sort of wavered. But I started on the Grant Hutton bandwagon. I, I sort of flopped over to the Paul Ledoux uh, bandwagon. I think Paul Ledoux's actually had a, a, a pretty decent camp. He's a 30-year-old, so it's not like he's a, you know, wet-behind-the-ears rookie. He's you know what you get from him and from Grant Hutton. They're going to be solid in their own end and give you very little probably up front. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Robin Sallow, it, it, for, it was obvious from the opening of camp that he was going to be the, the sixth defenseman. The question now is, because Scott Mayfield, again, did not skate today, whether they have to go Salo and Ajo to open the season or whether Scotty Mayfield's going to be back because I, I, I kind of get the sense that a, as much as I was on a Grant Hutton bandwagon or a Paul Ledoux bandwagon, <laughs> I think uh, I think Lane Lambert's going to stick with Sebastian Ajo. To you start. do? I do. I, I just get the sense that they're comfortable with him. And, Stefan, what are you getting out of those guys so far? Yeah, I was also on the Grant Hutton train to start. Okay. Uh, Salo is the only one that got a chance with Mayfield, so that seems to be a lock. Uh, Paul Adu's played great. I think he might be a little ahead of Hutton there. But as Andrew said, I think they're going to go with familiarity with Ajo if they have to. And, Stefan, what was uh, the title of your, your most recent piece <laughs> in NYI Hockey now? Le don't count Le do out <laughs> of that final spot. No, because really, starting camp. I, you, I don't have an issue with the story. It was a fantastic story. You do a great job. But I had an issue with the headline, well, and I had to roll my eyes. Noted. But, I'll change it after the show. No, but, no. Um, it, was when camp, it was look creative. Yeah. Look creative. Shut up. Um, Getting to him already, I love it So when camp started though, you know, I don't think Ledoux really, people thought, had a chance But he's played really well at camp and in the games And again, I think for that extra defenseman You want a defensive defenseman, stay-at-home guy So I think Ledoux and Hutton both are more defensive than Ajo But like Andrew said, I think they'll go with familiarity there if they have to So between the two of you, you both think Ajo has a leg up on the seventh spot? Not with his play. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, with his famili- familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I was, if it was a meritocracy, uh, I would probably have Ledoux as the seventh D man. Yeah. Okay. Um, or Hudden, either, either one. But yeah, I, I think Ledoux's, Ledoux's a ahead bit, of yeah, Hutton, Ledoux's yeah. a little bit ahead. But like I said, I because tonight you're going to see Aho paired with Salo. 
And I think that they're either I, I it's not a last look at Aho. They've they've been watching this guy, you know, since Noah built the ark at this point, right? So <laughs> Noah so Dobson, the, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Noah Dobson built his eye. Right. Yeah, and you bring defensemen in two by two, right? <laughs> but, but they know nice. what they have with Aho. I, I feel like the fact that he's get, he's in the lineup tonight to play with Salo rather than you know, one of the, you know, Hutton or, or Ledoux, to me sort of says that Lane Lambert and Lou Lamarillo and the coaching staff know which way they're going now. What I will add just for that is I think during morning skates they they had Ajo on his offside with Salo. I think just for preseason to practice, they want to keep Salo on the left side. But if the season did start, Mm -hmm. Salo could play both sides. So I think you might see him on the right. But, again, they want him to be comfortable playing on the left. Okay. Sebastian Ajo is a guy that, I mean, we essentially know what his his game is. There's no surprises at this point. But I I guess the situation the Islanders have found themselves in because of – what they did do in the offseason, what they didn't do in the offseason. It's interesting because I think there was always sort of that thought process that there would be another veteran defenseman brought in to try and yeah. fill that 6-7 defensive role. What is it, at least from what you guys have seen, Stefan, if you want to start off here, what is it that you guys have seen out of out of Ajo's game? Has there been any changes? Has there been any any steps in the right direction or maybe some corrections to what was ailing him at certain points last the last couple of years because he's always been in and out of the lineup. Yeah, I think his biggest thing is decision-making, but we haven't really seen, you know, much change. Again, we know he's a great skater, um, but again, the defensive liability thing is what's right. been his hardest thing, being consistent defenseman. Um, he played in, I think, the first, second preseason game with Chalovsky. He stood out as the better defenseman. Chalovsky struggled, but I haven't seen much growth, and I, like you said, you know what you're getting, and that's probably the reason he'd get a, he'd get a chance. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... There, there are no differences. <laughs> okay. I mean, and, and to be fair, like... Ajo wasn't all that noticeable at the start of training camp, and the fact that he wasn't getting a chance to skate with any of what you would consider the top five at any point, it, to me, it's, it, it told me that they they know what they have with him. There's not really growth. There's not really regression. Right. He's Sebastian Ajo of the Islanders. And, you know, as we're having this discussion, <laughs> it strikes me the fact that we're starting – Starting the show with who is the sixth or seventh defenseman? Yeah, says everything you need to know about the Islanders' off season yeah, because right. it's the same team. Right, you bring in Alex Romanov. Yeah, but it's the same team, and 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 for a team that missed the playoffs, the fact that we're not really debating roster battles through training camp is it's a little crazy, right? Is it is it crazy in the sense of? of maybe this could work because there's that familiarity and you bounce back or is it crazy in the sense of like why didn't they do something in the offseason to make the team better how do you when because it is crazy but i think you can kind of look at it in, in two parallel well, they're, they're, they're parallel making ways. a huge bet and yeah. you know on their end it's not even a gamble they right. are sure that last season was a fluke and that this core can still be the core that went to back-to-back nhl right. semifinals I, I, that's their their bet. I mean, to me, it's it's more of a gamble. You know, it's I don't know whether last season was a fluke right. or whether this is a, a core that really is aging out at this point. And they did need to infuse something into the lineup. I, I think it's going to be a fascinating first couple of months of the season because I think that answer is going to come. You know, you're you're going to know, you know, six to eight weeks into the season whether Lou Lamarillo was absolutely brilliant in, in staying with mm-hmm. this core or that he erred in not shaking it up a little bit. They're also banking on young players taking a step. That's Very a big true. thing, too, because they didn't bring anyone in. And we asked Lou at the golf outing a couple of weeks ago about PTOs, and he said he was only going to bring in a PTO if they were going to earn a starting role. So he said there's a lot of internal competition. Lambert said the same thing. So it'll be up to those young guys to make a point that they deserve to be in the lineup every night. You talk about those young guys. Romanoff is obviously one of the biggest young guys that the Islanders made that acquisition for. Obviously going out, they're trading a first-round pick at the NHL draft and bringing him in. There's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of a lot of intrigue. From the first couple of weeks of camp and from those first couple of preseason games, um, you know, how have you seen Romanoff pan out? Like, what is this? Ty- what is the type of player that he's developing into and what asset do the Islanders have now? First thing is, one, he could hit. Mm. He'll hit anyone. doesn't matter if it's a scrimmage against his own teammates. He'll hit them. Um, <laughs> but... No, it's true. He, he, <laughs> la- he laid out Brock Nelson, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the one thing is... Better watch you guys back, then. He is might that, come for you next. It's, 
he hits me, I'm done. <laughs> um, but is that he, he's very aggressive, and I think that's something that's a, definitely a positive. But yeah. playing with Dobson, we've seen in the preseason games, it's something Dobson's really got to get used to. Because with Char last year, Char stayed back. Dobson pretty much get the puck, go up, and now if Romanov's going to step, Dobson just has to be aware, like, hey, I I can't go into the neutral zone just yet. Mm-hmm. I got to stay back. And I think that's the biggest issue you've seen with that team. They're getting caught, odd mid wrestling against, but it's just playing. That's why they've played so many preseason games together just to try to work that out before the season starts. And folks, and gentlemen, I should say. Folks. What, yeah, folks. Yeah. People. Yeah, people, persons. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we move to the forwards a little bit? You talk about competition. Yes, not a lot, but I, there's a couple of young guys. that I, I don't know if we're really sure where they're going to end up yet, and that's Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows. I know Wallstrom might be dealing with a little bit of an injury right now. He's skating. Okay. He's definitely, he skated with the extras today, uh, skated on his own the other day, but he's not... It didn't appear he was going to be in tonight's lineup. Uh, right. Kiefer Bellows was going to get that shot with Josh Bailey and uh, J.G. Pajot. And to be fair, again, on a meritocracy, I think Be- Bellows has had the better camp than all You do? Bellows. Yeah. I, I, I agree 100%. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bellows, first off, when he signed that uh, contract extension the one year, he mm. was ultra confident right off the bat. And then in camp, he just seems like very comfortable being here. But also, he's energy-wise, playing-wise, he seemed really good. So that's good to hear. Now, is he only looking better than Wallstrom, but it, does he also look like he belongs as in he oh. could crack the line? He looks like he belongs. That's what he I was does. trying to get the point at, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, and and obviously there's a newcomer now in Sashnikov, and he's turning some heads here. Any chance of him perhaps even cracking, what, the top 13, 14, even if he doesn't have a job opening night? Well, yeah. I, 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 I think you start with, when you talk about the 14, there were 11 that were set, right? I'm taking Oliver Wallstrom out of that. Um Ross Johnson is going to be here. I mean, that's that's a definite right, as well. Right, right. right. Um, Sashnikov could, I, th- I think they like him a lot. He skates really well. I don't know how much offense he's going to bring, except there were there were a couple of times in preseason where he got past the defense and, and created opportunities. Um, you know, he knows how to play in the NHL. He's, he's kind of on the small side, I would say, for a forward. Um yeah, it just depends, you know, if Wallstrom is going to be there and Johnston is going to be there and uh, Bellows is going to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's room for Sashnikov, but uh, I, I I certainly know they like him a lot, and he's on a one-way deal. Right. So it, it does become a little bit of a numbers game there. Sure, sure. I mean, maybe he's, maybe he's a guy who sticks as an extra, but... You know, again, maybe the injuries, too. We'll see what happens there. If somebody ends up in IR. You, you seem to see every now and then at the beginning of a season somebody randomly ends up on well, IR just so you can kind of keep some guys up, right? Wallstrom doesn't need waivers to go to Bridgeport, but and, and we were discussing yeah. this the other day up in the press box. Do you want to go through that mental game with yeah, him that's sending him down? Because yeah. I, I'm not sure Wally reacts great to that. Right. Um, he could be an IR candidate to start the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the fact that he's skating now, you know, kind of, you know, puts a pin in that balloon, but they, they, they do have ways. I mean, he could go on IR to start the season. And same with Clutterbuck too. If he's not ready, who gets that fourth line job? Would it be Johnson, but also Kiefer Bellows, as much as he's looked strong offensively, mm-hmm. he's still hitting people all the time. And that might be an extra element to that fourth line. If he gets the chance there. And then you have Shashnikov, of course, if someone's not, Ready, Wallstrom or Clutterbuck? Yeah, I think Bellows is a guy, his game can kind of have him go up and down the line, maybe through the bottom nine, if yeah. you will, right? Yeah. Two through four. So he could be, you know, kind of be a utility guy there if they need him, if um, if the injuries do seem to be consistent. It's funny, like, we, we joke on this show all the time about how, you know, it, you're lucky if you get 25 games out of the fourth line healthy, right? Like, all <laughs> of them playing together. And it's already started. It's the puck hasn't even start, dropped, yeah. And, yeah. and you're already seeing this. And I don't know if the Clutterbuck thing is a lingering thing from his shoulder. There's so, nothing's come out, right? Said, yeah. They haven't said anything. One. When we spoke to Clutterbuck, though, he said he no, like he said no pain anymore in the shoulder. So, okay. I mean, that's a great sign. So, I'm thinking it might just be another part else, of his body now. But, <laughs> no, it's just but we don't know. So. Oh, by the way, Sezekis is in the lineup tonight. That he, I saw, he, yeah. Yeah, he had missed, uh, I think, a couple of practices. Or okay. One in, so, he's back. But your point is absolutely correct. <laughs> you know, trying to get Martin Clutterbuck and Sezekis healthy at the same time. Right. Uh, especially given the way they play. And, you know, Clutterbuck is the oldest at 34. Right now, Zeker is what, 30, 31? He's the youngest yeah, of the, the three. Youngest. Yeah. yeah, but they're at that, they're getting to be, you know, where the, yeah. the, the daily health is something you have to 
monitor and be concerned about. Right. It's not a knock on the players themselves. It's just the game that well, they play and the age that the they're right. at. And the, way, and the way they've played the game. Right. Because they, yeah. they've, all three of those guys go. Uh, 110%. I, I wanted wow. to say something, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> oh, I, I know what he was going to say. They go hard. They, they, go, they go all hard. out. They go hard. All the time. Right. And, the, and there's not much consideration for the toll it takes on their body when they're on the ice. Oh, you no know, question. They're, 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 they're completely committed to what they're doing. But, mm. you know, when I was covering the Rangers, you, you saw it with a, a guy like Ryan Callahan, where you, you, you watched him play, and you were like, boy, when he gets to be about, you know, 29, 30, 31, it, it's going to be on the other side of the hill. Yeah. And, and, and all that pounding is really going to take a toll. And, and you saw that Callie's career ended maybe a little bit sooner than right. you, know, you would have projected right now obviously some of these names might have come up already but has there been any standouts for you guys in particular through camp or through preseason who's maybe played better than expected and, and maybe on the flip side of that somebody who's struggling a little bit I mean I think prospect wise Atu Ratu has stood out every time he's hit the ice whether he's playing six minutes a game or, or 15 he just and I don't want to compare him to like an NHL caliber player that's an elite player, but he plays like a Patrice Bergeron where he seems like to always be in the right position. He wins the faceoffs. Just he, he lines up, though, he plays that style. And I'm not saying he's ever going to get that high, sure. but he plays like a 10 year vet, in my opinion. Just maturity, mentally, seems to always be in the right spots, make the quick plays. So he's definitely been a standout. Yeah, Andrew. no, I, I, I was going to say Shashnikov, although he's not really a prospect. Um, you know, he's, he's had some time in the NHL, but I didn't know anything about him when he started camp mm. and I've been in, impressed with the skating. And, and the other one to me is Sallow. Yeah. He okay. had, he had this opportunity in, in front of him and there was no shying away from it. Yeah. I mean, he grabbed it really quickly. It, it became clear. What within, did he grab it by? His skating. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Nice. No, but his, his, his skating stood out, okay. uh, what, what he could bring, and, and it was pretty obvious that he was the best candidate for that sixth role very quickly into camp. Atu Ratu is a guy that is going to play in the NHL, mm -hmm. and honestly, if Sezikis wasn't ready to start the season, he's the obvious plug wow. in there. You know, yeah. even though he's not... You know, he's not going to be a fourth line player, you know, or that kind of grinding player that's, you know, he has a physical edge to him, but not, that's not really his game. Right. Um, but that would be an easy place for him to start. But uh, I, 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 I still think he, for all that raw energy and, and, and talent, he does need a little bit of seasoning yeah. at Bridgeport to kind of refine that uh, to where the, the speed of the NHL, you know, I, I think there might still be some times where he's trying to make a decision and the game can just be a little too fast in that one instance. It, a, it takes some time, right? I mean, yeah. it takes some time to develop that knack and develop that, 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 you know, that NHL caliber style. And, and I am curious though. I mean, we've heard so much about Ratu, especially coming into, into camp, especially last year with the way he's played as well. Um, you know, Andrew saying this is a guy that we could see in the NHL sooner rather than later. Is there a prediction from you guys when that time may come? I mean, obviously injuries are going to come when they come, but is there a chance that we see him in an NHL lineup for a reason other than an injury pretty quickly? Uh, he's a center. That's the biggest thing. Mm. He's only a center. It's pretty much what Lambert said. He's played wing in the past, but you have four centermen there that are probably not coming out of the lineup. Right. So I think the only way he'd make it probably is if there's an injury, and then he, if he plays well, maybe they stick him with him, but... You can move Pajot to the wing if you need to, but yeah, I think it's going to be really tough for him to break the lineup unless there's an injury. Yeah, yeah it seems I, like it. And I think the Islanders are comfortable with that yeah. too, because uh, if you know Lou, he's all about the air on the side of giving right. guys more time in the AHL rather than trying to rush them in and, and overwhelming them a little bit. Mm -hmm. And look, I think Atu can play NHL games. Big picture. You know, is the experience going to overwhelm him a little bit to start? It might. So Bridgeport is probably the the, the safe way and the prudent way to go with him. And Rotti's only played eight total games in Bridgeport. Six came right. in the playoffs. So he definitely should take the time and just develop his game more. Again, he played overseas against adults, which helps him a lot compared Absolutely. to a guy like William Dufour yeah. who played against younger kids. So I think Rotti's close, but again, just more practice reps and all that stuff will definitely benefit him. You guys were talking earlier about the impact that the younger players are going to have to have this season. You're seeing guys, younger guys, the Islanders are hedging their bets. Lou is hedging his bets on, on some of these younger guys to step up and take 
take the reins. When you look at the Sallows, you look at the Ratus, you look at uh, Wallstrom and Bellows, and, and I think I, I noted one thing when you guys were talking before, especially when it came to Wallstrom, and that was that there was even a conversation in the press box about where is he going to end up starting the season. Could it, The fact that Bridgeport is even potentially being mentioned, even in, just in passing, is certainly sort of an interesting scenario here why why is it that that wallstrom maybe is kind of when it comes to the younger guys that have really seemed to take a step so far why is it wallstrom maybe is not on the higher end of that list what, what, the way you were talking about sal or the way bellows has play, been playing in camp during these preseason games I, I mean i'm looking at it you know it's probably more of what bellows has done okay. than what wallstrom hasn't done uh, wallstrom he played in the the first three preseason games and i i just felt with his shot and with what they expect from him, there should be moments in games where you go, Wally did this or Wally did that, mm -hmm. you know, memorable moments. And I just felt like there wasn't much that stood out in those three preseason games where I can tell you on this shift, he really made a difference right. or on that shift, right. he really made a difference. And there were a couple of shifts through the preseason where I can go, Hey, Bellows really impacted the play you know, uh, in this sequence. So I, I think that's more what it is for me. Okay. Walsham should be, I mean, he, he did add a little physical element too, which I think he saw that Bellows did, which gets you minutes, especially at the end of last year. But like Andrew said, Walsham should be standing out, whether it's a shot or goal or anything he does. And it's pretty much just been for hitting, like finishing hits and there's been right. some scrums and stuff like that. But offensively, he should be standing out and he's not really doing Well, anything. I've been keying in on he, on these shows leading up to the season because, you know, the, the big talk about the Islanders is who's going to score the goals. And, you know, there's kind of a, you know, a big onus on a guy like him. I mean, yeah. not only for his development, obviously, but, you know, this is what he's billed as. He's a, he's a sniper. He's a goal scorer. And they're going to need that from him, especially if you have guys struggling out of the gate like they did last season in Pajot, Bailey, Palmieri, Bovillier. You know, this is an opportunity for Walsh to step up and, and kind of stake his claim on this squad and, and, and be that, that, you know, goal scorer as advertised. Long term, I think, you know, Wallstrom, the team wants Wallstrom to be the sniper for Barzal, but he has to earn that right to do that sure. again with Trotz. It was, you know, defensively, having that defensive mind, which Wallstrom never really seemed to grasp. But we'll see with Lambert's system if more of that offensive aggressive element helps Wallstrom because, again, when you're playing with a guy like Barzal, you just got to get open and when the puck comes, shoot it. And, again, Wallstrom's probably not going to be with Barzal much this year, but he's still a guy on his line if he's with Pajot that where he still has to do the same job, get the puck and shoot. So we'll see what happens this year. For sure. And, and obviously, Ratu's name came up, so we might as well key in on Dufour now. What do you like out of him, Willem how Dufour. he's played? <laughs> Willem, Willem uh, Dufour? <laughs> I think I called him that a couple of shows yeah. ago. He's got a, <laughs> he's got a cannon of a shot. We even asked like Walsh about it because okay. Walsh has a hard shot. And sure. I, know, I think Andrew asked him too, and I did after the scrimmage. He's like, this guy's got a cannon. Like, okay. It's a legitimate NHL caliber shot. His biggest thing is his skating. Now, right. people say that his skating is terrible. When he gets going after the first couple of strides, he, he could fly. The problem is he's very heavy on his skates. Mm -hmm. The starts and stops, they get us got to work on him getting to that top speed much quicker because the NHL game obviously is much faster than juniors. Sure, and I want to check in on, on another guy right now. Mikey on the couch, how we doing over there, pal? Eventually, he turns that mic on. I wasn't sleeping. I have to cue my own mic on. Um, I'm doing well, man. Yeah, how, how's it looking in the chat? Active in there? That's good. Yeah, a lot of people uh, talking about loving loving the Ratu uh, hype. Okay. Um, a lot of talk about division standings and potential spots the Islanders are going to end in. Okay. Now, we'll now, Mike, you sound a little different today. You sound like we've put you in a couch in a closet today. Uh, I'm, I was, my we, we took your mic away. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I was gone to a couple weeks. Did you did you get in trouble while I was gone or something? Why why did we why he's did been, we demote he's been you? demoted? Yeah, yeah, why did we demote you? I didn't get yeah, the memo. I have, I'm still playing catch up. I just have iPhone headphones. With the microphone <laughs> we don't have a now. camera on them anymore. I had a, I had a hard mic. Um, I had a camera. <laughs> I cut the cut so the video really on that losing, one. Losing losing my luster around here. <laughs> the star the star I, has fallen quickly. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Well, well, thanks for checking in with us, Mike. No, we'll, go, no. we'll get back to you later for, for questions. I saw, bro. I saw, Shawnee, the podcast was, was, what, was 22nd on the iTunes charts this last week. Yeah, and, buddy. And then all of a sudden you demote Mike? What the heck? Well, he, I he's thought the, he reason the reason why we didn't hit 10. Oh, uh, yeah. I got you. Yeah, what, yeah. You'll have to tell me no, what he Chris did. Botta yeah. came in. He obviously did a tremendous job. He brought in some great guests, Craig yeah. Button and Ray Ferraro, which are both that. outstanding. If yeah. you haven't listened to those shows, folks, definitely check them out. They did a tremendous job. We had a great... um. 
Barzell contract extension reaction show. We'll actually talk a little bit about that later in the show. Mm-hmm. But I do want to go to break real quick. So, folks, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York here at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. And, of course, your favorite podcast providers. We'll be right back. Hey, Islander fans. You already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal. And now you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli and Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, hearty breakfast favorites, tasty hockey-themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Our goal is to make you a hero. It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. RJ Daniels American Barn Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. RJ Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week. Hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. RJ Daniels American Bar and Grill. Your home for New York Islanders hockey. Some time to our sponsors. Ready to talk more aisles? The train rolls on right here on Hockey Night in New York. That's right. The train rolls on when Sean decides to pop the music up and the mic's back on. So we appreciate him for doing his job right there, even though it took a couple seconds. This is Hockey Night in New York, a special day edition of Hockey Night in New York. Yeah. So Hockey Day in the New York. The sun is out. The sun is out. Yeah. Mikey's on the couch. We've brought him back into the studio after some a short time in purgatory. Sean Cuthbert <laughs> on the other side of the glass today That's helping me. out. with. Yeah. Uh, we have some uh, staff shortage today. Yeah. I'm we back. fired Ed, too. Yeah, we fired. <laughs> we, we did. Ongoingly, we, we continue to fire Ed. <laughs> Stephen Rosner from NYIHockeyNow.com and Andrew Gross from Newsday, as well as the Island Ice Podcast, joining us as special in-studio guests. Our first real in-studio guest, because Chris Bott is now a part of the show, so we can't really consider him an in-studio guest of the yeah, he Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah. He kind of is, yeah. Well, he's in the promo material. I don't know. I guess I've been given a look where I'm, I guess I said something I shouldn't have said. We but. have something to announce on Monday, but oh, okay. you know well, what? For the, I, for the for the listeners and the viewers, cat's a little bit out of the bag. I just okay. got back. I have no idea what's going on. See, Let's <laughs> continue to talk Islanders yeah, hockey, guys. Christian, Christian, do you want to talk Yankees? I mean, would that make you more comfortable? Uh, yeah, I mean, Andrew, I am curious what your thought is on oh, the God. Yankees bullpen with uh, with Peralta possibly coming off uh, the IL and Clay Holmes not being 100%, but we can talk about that later. I know you have some Nets thoughts, too, if you want to yeah, sprinkle yeah, that you, in. Do you really want to? <laughs> no, we <laughs> We don't want to do any of that. Right we don't. How do you feel about the Mets after that loss last night? Rough night. Those for them. guys always find a way to collapse, don't they? Right. But one team we're hoping doesn't find a way to collapse this year, the New York Islanders, who also it wear it orange and blue. And and guys, coming coming back out of the break, I do kind of want to focus back into something we were talking about a little bit, or you had mentioned, and that was Lane Lambert and um, his style and, and sort of his 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 reign now as New York Islanders head coach. And you guys have been around him since the start of camp and kind of getting a feel for him. I know on the from the peripheral, from a 300-foot view that Shawnee and I have at the moment, um, you know, he's, he seems like a guy that's a man of few words, but, you know, he has his system and things are starting to, to be implemented. What do you make of these first these first real couple weeks of, of Lane Lambert, you know, running the Islanders bench, you know, put, implementing that system? How much has it changed and, and kind of what has the difference been so far? Well, you know, it, it's really interesting because I'm sure everyone's watched, you know, the stuff that the team puts up on the <laughs> website, those, those press conferences, which, uh, you know, are, are probably a little tough to watch. Um, they're hilarious. Yeah. They're, they're must watch for me. I enjoy the, 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 the answers. The funny thing is, 
he's really intense yeah. on the ice. I mean, he he's loud. He's in people's faces. He's he's a very animated head coach. Right. Mm. I mean, probably more animated than Barry Trotz was oh, on the ice. Interesting. Was he more dialed back when he was an assistant, or was he like that as well, assisting for? No, for he sure. was. He's been very intense. The okay. players. Uh, when he was an associate coach, they always talked about his attention to details, how he seemed to know everything about everything mm-hmm. and his intensity. Okay. Um, so that, that, that hasn't changed associate coach to head coach. It's just that now he's also the guy that has to disseminate all the information to the media and he is not like Barry Trotz. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I should look Lane, talking to him, you know, kind of without the camera, he's very personable, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, he's very humble. He's a a great family guy. Everything you want in a a person, in a human being, it's just that he is not going to be Mr. Open Effusive in these press conference settings. And and to be very honest with you, Lou Lamarillo is probably like doing the moonwalk <laughs> in his office <laughs> watching these videos oh, because man. some of the stuff Barry would get into, you know, had like Lou literally banging his head against the wall going, stop talking, <laughs> stop talking. And, and now Lane just Doesn't. is not talking. So Lou is like, you know. <laughs> now for those wa- uh, listening on Somebody the podcast. Somebody marked the time not- stand to that, yeah. that little dance right there. Heck of a dance move. I yeah. I, I Boy, well, that was, that I'm was... a much better dancer. I was actually imitating Lou. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All no, right. Well, that I'm being said, no, I, I, we I do like have we video, a, and we we can take a second here. Andrew, if you want to stand up, show us a couple wow. dance moves real quick. I no, mean, you no, put, no, no. You put it out there. I mean, you can't, you you can't ask the question. We'll reach dance. out to Lou and see if he wants to accept a dance-off challenge, because <laughs> that was basically a, a, a quiet challenge to Lou Lamarillo. Yeah, Butch going on here to do his dance. Oh, yeah, the famous dance. That's right. I'm sure he still got it. Sure, his shoulders. He said he feels good, so he probably can. There do you it. go. There you go. So, so fellas, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I want to see this. The Andrew Gross, Lula Morello, Butch Goring dance off. That's that's something else. Let's set it up. Let's set Let's, it up. Let's take it to that. We could host it at RJ Daniels. Sure, sure. Why not? But uh, I want to get into into what's on tap because. <laughs> yeah, there, Mike. Gentlemen, we we have some regular season hockey coming up. So why don't we uh, do a little bit of what's on tap real quick? So I'm gonna bring in that segment. Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. There's the music. And now it's time for what's on tap. Brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. That's right, folks. It's time for What's on Tap. And the Isles have some regular season games coming up. A little bit of a four-game homestand. Start at home Thursday night against the Florida Panthers. That is 7.30 puck drop. Very exciting. We can finally start talking about the real hockey games. After that, Saturday, Anaheim coming in from California. That's a 7.30 start as well. So that's two games on tap for the remainder of this week to start off the first half of that homestand. So, Christian, what do you think here? Tough competition here in Florida? Maybe uh, maybe an easier game against Anaheim? Yeah, I mean, that's the way it's looking. Florida is always one of those teams that they come in every year the last couple of years as being one of those teams to watch every year. You know, they, they continue to make upgrades and they continue to improve. And, um, you know, they've been a real contender night, you know, Season in and season out for the last couple. Of years. I know they weren't they your Stanley Cup pick last year too. They or, were. Yeah, so that they was, were good and, memory. And they and they they deserve that. Uh, they deserve that pick too. You were not wrong in doing that. Mm. I think if you hadn't taken them, I would have because that was a ah. very fun team to watch. It, last it's going to be fascinating to see the Panthers' season opener. No Huberdo. That's no yeah. Weaver, but you bring in Kachuk, yeah. right? So it, it's a. They're going to be very good, but they're also a new look. They got yeah. Paul Maurice coaching. Uh, right, that's right. right. Which, I that was a whole. About that was a very interesting move. Oh, Andrew too. Burnett thing. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. And, and and by the I way, that shocked. that's that told you everything you needed to know about Barry Trotz's headspace because if he had the opportunity, which he did, sure. to take the Panthers' job, he could have had any job he wanted that was available. Yeah. But the, Panthers the Philly job, job too. Like, how often does a coach go into? A job like the pan, a ready-made job like right. the Panthers. Usually, yeah. if you're looking for a job, it's kind of a, a little bit of a rebuild situation because there was a reason the coach got fired before you, right? They must have been really disappointed with their playoff performance. I mean, what yeah. else could yeah. it have been? Because they yeah. obviously had an outstanding regular season, and then they 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 sputtered out when when the you know the playoffs came around. So it's it's interesting to see. But Paul Maurice is a very good coach. I'm interested yeah. to see what he does with those guys, especially the new guys coming in, and and maybe Stefan, you can touch on the Ducks a little bit coming in on Saturday. 
Yeah, so obviously if, if the honors are going to struggle against Florida, you got you got to beat the teams that are, that are weaker. And Anaheim Ducks are definitely going to take a step forward there. But it's still a hard team to beat with Gibson, a great goaltender. You have Zegers, they're flashy. But the Islanders do play a game, a style, even if they're going to go a little more aggressive defense first. And against those teams like that that have high-level forwards, the Islanders do fare well against them. But it'll come down to if the Islanders don't play their game against anyone, it won't really matter. So if they, if they get the system down, start to work out the kinks against – Florida, this is an Anaheim Ducks team that's definitely beatable. How much How much of that system, because you guys have been in practice almost every day, if not every day, how much of that system has changed? What have you seen to this new-look Islander system that Lane Lambert is, is putting in? Because I think the assumption, right, the assumption that I think we all had was that it would be very similar to what Barry Trotz had been doing when he was here. But what does that newer system look like so far? It's definitely going to stay defensive, but they are going to be a little more aggressive. You're going to have your defensemen jumping up, forwards be more aggressive. And we've seen it through the precinct a little bit where the defense has been heavily involved in the offense. So I think it's not crazy changes, but I think when people say they haven't seen anything, you look at the honors have struggled system-wise and mm. structure-wise, which goes to show that there's things that they're still learning, which means there are changes. Okay. And that's one way to look at it. I know last precinct they struggled as well, but at the same time, again, if the players knew the system to mm. a T, I don't think they would still be struggling with the structure. Yeah, and I just have to reiterate that putting any stock in the preseason at all no, is no, no. a complete fool's errand. <laughs> no, yeah. I think you can put stock in tonight's game. Yeah, I give. Yeah, I'll give you yeah. that. But, I mean, yeah. I remember seasons where the Islanders were pretty much, you know, predicted to be awful, and they ended up being, but they would go like 4-0 right, or 5-1 right, 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 right. in the preseason. And then the fans <laughs> were like, yeah, yeah, they got it. And then the, the, the real games would start, and, and they would play as expected and, and terrible. No, and I remember fair. those years. So you can't, you know, <laughs> no, yeah. whether they struggle, whether they, whether they perform well in the preseason, I mean, it's nice if they win. But it means nothing because the truth is they are working on the lines. They're working out kinks. They're working on the system, especially now with the new head coach. So, you know, I wouldn't, you know, even if tonight doesn't go as planned or, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, end up getting a win here. It's, it's not the end of the world going. I mean, it's also Thursday. a preseason game. Wow. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You still want to Exactly. Just, I, my I point. Say, yeah. it, it, it well, has, the way you phrase that, Sean, it, oh, like, because I know it's the Rangers, so obviously that game matters. Sure. Um. So, but the way you phrase it, you were kind of, Steering into that a Bavillier little bit. So said I wanted to bring gonna, you back to Earth. Bavillier I pre- I said it's going to be good looking out. There's going to be emotions tonight. Bavillier said that in, after the skate this morning. So they're amped really? up to play. Yeah. Okay. It definitely <laughs> seems like they're fired up to to make up for what happened last yeah, season. No, which is they're, good they're, 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 they're in prove it mode. Uh, just to go back real quick. Sure. The, the one big difference I think you'll see is there, there's a better shooting mentality. Uh, so oh, far, thank God. I, I, I mean, <laughs> you, you saw it the last that. preseason game. The defensemen were loading up at the point yeah. and looking to bomb away. Yeah, and it it creates more goals, or it should create more goals. Should create more rebounds. I mean, there are some defensive tweaks too that I am not expert enough to diagram for you. Just you know, in terms of who's got what, where on the ice, lanes tweaked here and there. But I I, I think you know. For the for the lay hockey person, mm-hmm. what you're going to see is people shooting more well, at the net. And, and to your point, Matt Barzell shooting the puck a little yeah. more. He's got a couple yeah. of goals in preseason. He had that nice backhander goal the other night. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe, and you hope that there is more of, especially for a guy like Barzell. And and, and I don't know if um it's too late for Josh Bailey, but you know you want to see guys like that shooting the puck more, especially Barzell because the, the dude has a shot, but he's just he's he almost looks past to a fault sometimes, you yeah. know. And I think if you look at Barzal was third on the team in shooting uh, shot-wise last year, and I think it's not the biggest thing that he has to shoot. It's when he's in those high-danger chances he has to shoot the puck because right. he can shoot the yeah. puck from wherever. But when those chances are when you're in the slot and he passes it off, you know, this has got Barzal who has a shot. Well, yeah. got to take that no shot. Doubt. That was always the biggest knock yeah. on Barzal's game. Was he always he, He's great hands. He's a terrific hockey player. But, boy, did he just love to pass the puck off when, when, right. you, when you're screaming at him, just put the puck on the gosh darn net. Uh, so, <laughs> Watch your mouth, you know, you know I know. I, I edited <laughs> myself the there. Thing. If, if, if the Islanders actually had finishers playing with him, that's Barzy should be doing yeah. that. That's right. his greatest strength is his Absolutely. playmaking. The right. fact that we're going nuts over the fact that he's not shooting says to me, well, they've never put the correct finishers with him, right? Talked I mean, about that fair. the other night. Yeah. No, you're, yeah, you're absolutely fair. right. Is is that, you know, he's he's makes a lot of good high-danger plays. He sets guys yeah. up, and the puck's going in the goalie's chest. It's going off the crossbar. It's going wide. I mean, these are guys that have to finish. Well, he's, yeah. No, I mean, when he skates around and he's creating space, that uh, there should be... 
that should lead to goals. Right. And, and right. you shouldn't worry about whether Matthew Barzell has 15 goals or, or 30 goals or whatever he has. Yep. He should have 60 to 70 assists. Right, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, of course, but that's that that too goes back to the off season and, and the lack of moves or you know some of the other couple off seasons that even when when Bowersall has been here in the years in the past, like it's the same conversation we have every year is why is this guy on this line with Barzell when right. when you look yeah. at a guy like Wallstrom last year or, or some of these other guys who kind of were those up and comers or you know some of those guys on the free agent market. So I, I mean, I think too part of the issue now is. I, I was listening to the to the Matthew Barzell contract extension show you did with with Bod and, and Ray Ferraro came on and and I think what kind of should excite Islander fans especially when Ray was talking about Barzell hasn't even hit that next level right. or that upper echelon of where his career is and so with all of that being said that should now be sort of an emphasis for Barzell going forward especially if there's more of an emphasis on putting the puck on the net for for this new system that Lane Lambert is, is implementing because I think it's sort of that adapt or die mode at this point, because we know the players that the Islanders have around Matthew Barzal and you can't necessarily expect some of them to be those finishers right now. He kind of has to go out there and do it himself. And to, in fairness, you know, if he's going to be the player that for Ray was talking about on the show, he has to develop that aspect of his game, at least in my opinion. You know, it's totally crazy to me. And I, I was talking about this with, with Barzi mm -hmm. after the morning skate today. He's going into his sixth yeah. NHL wild. season. Yeah. That's wild. Like, yeah. How does he's that? only I mean, 25, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's... It seems like ever since he entered the league, we've always been looking at, he's going to become this. He's right. going to become that. Right. He's in his sixth NHL season. He has to be this. The, big, yeah. the biggest thing it's for wild. that line is yeah. going to be Palmieri. It's because he has to finish. Because yeah. you look at... I, mean, I talked to Parise, and he said... Barzal's going to have all the eyes on him. He just has to get up and be ready. But for Palmieri, you know, Barzal's going to do his thing. He's got to bury. His season has to start in October. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the bottom. I keep saying it. He didn't, he didn't start playing until January. Yeah. You know, I discredit him a bit here. But, I mean, he didn't get – most of those guys didn't yeah. get going on, on the wing until, like, halfway through the season. It was, which was obviously way too late. What was it? It was uh, Parisi had one goal in 33 yeah. games and Palms had one in 29. And he had, like, eight 30, disallowed. He, one of them, two of them came in the first <laughs> I mean, game yeah. after the break. I mean, he and, led the league in post. Yeah. yeah. You know. Right. Right, but no, he's yeah. a he's a critical part of that. He yeah. has to bury, yeah. So that'll do it for what's on top. I'm going to swing us right into Hero of the Week. So here we we're, go, We're folks. not going to talk about Iron Maiden coming to UBS <laughs> Arena? I mean, we still have time, well, Andrew. Post but, well, that's on tap. That is, that on, is on tap. You, you know, Andrew, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Iron very, Maiden is coming with their three guitar players, and yeah. it's going to be The one guy Bruce who dances Dickinson. around and the two guys who and, actually and the, play. And the <laughs> right. giant Eddie mascot that comes on the stage. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, Maiden puts on a great yeah. show. Can't it's forget. Times. Post yeah. Malone tomorrow. Was that right? Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be there, yeah. Oh, all right. They're going to yeah. let you in, huh? <laughs> I, cool. I told wow. him to go to the show he has to get 17 tattoos on his face otherwise wow. he's not being allowed in all right all right well we'll, we'll hear we'll hear the scoop on that show uh next time i'm not gonna sing you. i promise you don't want that all right fair enough well here we go it's time for hero of the week so ladies and gentlemen when you hear this song that means it's time for the hero of the week brought to you by the blue line deli and bagels half price hero which this week is the hockey night new york featuring grilled chicken buffalo sauce and mozzarella cheese avocado in a wrap get it half off all week long at the huntington location just stop on into blue line deli mention hockey night new york and get 50 percent off the wonderful delicious hockey night in new york wrap so with that Christian, we talked about this before the show. Yes, I believe we did. this is like the third or fourth week in a row where we have a unanimous hero of the week choice. So why don't you let everybody know who is our hero of the week? Hero of the week is none other than the gentleman we were just talking about before. And that, of course, is newly contract extended Matthew Barzell, signing an eight-year deal with the New York Islanders. And I have to say, for as much, say <laughs> as, much of a hard time as I've given Lou Lamorell this offseason for the lack of moves that they haven't made and the decision to fire Barry Trotz. You have to look at the contract that they gave Matthew Barzal, and you have to be very happy with it if you're a New York Islander fan because, um, you know, I was sitting with Joe Pantorno of AM New York who covers the Islanders as well for the paper. He's also a sports editor over there. And... We had looked. I got to plug the place I work for, guys. I was going to uh, say, he's your biggest tormentor. Yeah. <laughs> the, the stuff that he's... Never mind. Continue. I got to... Yeah, I got to be a team player, you know. Yeah. Um, you get it, you guys. You get it. Yeah, um, no, you're on the air. We, we know what you say off the air. Yeah. I, I know if you're listening. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Um, 
No, um, we got to be nice to Joe too. He's it's going through a rough time having to cover these Mets. But um, we looked at we looked at the contracts the the contracts of the centers in the league that had higher contracts or more expensive contracts than Matthew Barzal. And, and you looked at it and you went, okay, those made sense. And then you looked at the guys that were under him as far as val- contract value, average annual value. And you look at it and you go, that's a very fair list because Barzal fits perfectly in that list of this is a guy I want for this price. Okay, it makes sense that a guy like Sidney Crosby or someone else would be here and, and, and so on and so forth. So the Islanders, everybody got a very fair contract. Barzal got a, con- a fair contract for what he's worth and what he should deserve going forward with the way he's played. And the Islanders got a very fair contract out of someone who, as Andrew just noted, he's and still in his mid twenties, mm-hmm. and he's going into his sixth NHL season. And, and, and that contract doesn't even kick in until next season, That's which right. is insane. So it, it's, it, you real you have him locked up for nine seasons so, at, this, so, at this point. So you have a guy, a, a potential superstar quality player, because superstar, superstar, star? superstar. We're sorry, Matthew. Superstar. We, we he didn't mean it. <laughs> He meant superstar, superstar quality player. <laughs> He's a star player right now for the Islanders, for sure, in this league. There's no question about that. But the potential to be a superstar in this league, when you look at the way a lot of people still talk about him and hitting that next level of his game. And I think that that's a, a really good sign for the Islanders. I think that's a really great thing that they have him locked up at a reasonable contract going forward. And it plus, gives them that opportunity. Plus the yeah. salary cap will start expanding. Not, right. not next season. It's only going to go up $1 million next season. But then you're looking at it going up to 88 million and then up to 91 million. Right. So there will be, and, more and that's when the There's Islanders start room. getting some contracts off. Varlamov's 5 million yep. comes off. Uh, Josh Bailey's 5 million yep. is going to be coming off in two seasons. So you're going to start to be able to have a little bit more cap flexibility. Not that they're in a bad spot right now. No, but it, it again, to your point, more cap cap flexibility and you have him under a fair contract. I think that's a huge thing for the Islanders and Lou Lamorello deserves credit for doing that. So he should be the second star uh, or hero of the week. If we had to give a one A and one B. That's fair. In fact, I was going to ask Andrew and Stefan, if you guys had anybody that you'd, you'd nominate just maybe based on their play. And, and also do you, do you agree with Christian? And I suppose us on the show that uh, it was a good contract for, for yeah, no, I thought it was a win-win for both sides. Okay. I, I know the, the criticism with the contract came in, when you look at it on the surface, you're going. You're paying 9.15 million per season for a guy who's putting up 60 points per year. Right. That, that's goals, yeah. right. But you have to look at it within the prism of what he means to yes. the team right. and what he means to the franchise. And I know Lou almost bit my head off when I said, <laughs> "This guy is, you know." the face of your franchise. There is no face. There's only the logo. <laughs> right? <laughs> nice. This guy, I mean, you're paying this guy to represent, really. I mean, he's, yeah. when people think of the Islanders, they're going to be thinking, you know, they think of Ilya Sorokin and Noah Dobson. Sure. But Matthew Barzell, is re- he's the elite playmaker. Yeah. Um, Face of the franchise. Yeah. No, I thought it was a win-win because with, with the salary cap expanding, 9.15 is not going to be an albatross. And, and you're getting him at... Again, he's 25. The contract kicks in when he's 26. So you have him till he's 34. The whole thing with Barzell is how long is he going to be an elite skater? Maybe the last two, three years of that deal. Honestly, his, his edges won't be as keen as they are right now. I think where that contract ends is perfect. Yeah. yeah. 34 is just long enough. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, he might lose yeah. a step or two in that yeah. last year or so, but the majority of that contract, he's still going to be having, he's still going to have that elite skating ability. He's still going to be able to play close to 100% of what he can bring. And and I guess we're still waiting to see what 100% is, right? right. right. You know, it's, I, I had this discussion with my mom the other day because she, she, she dutifully reads everything I post on Newsday.com, right? Nice. Oh. My parents don't read anything. Yeah. And she was like... Welcome to the club, Stephanie. And she was like, how much money is this guy making? Nine million a season. She was blown away by nine million per sure. season. Tell her about baseball. I, well, yeah. And I said, Ma, this is, this is cheap. I mean, in baseball... You're playing mediocre players like ten to fifteen million per season. Yeah. Aaron Judge is going to break the bank <laughs> at what thirty-five to forty million. Yeah, per <laughs> and she was like, "Who would pay someone forty so million bucks?" The, was, the yeah. majority of Islander country likes the contract. Mama Gross not feeling the contract. Well, I, I wouldn't. Out. I wouldn't put <laughs> Mama Gross and Islanders. 
<laughs> but but it is interesting though because it seems like the majority of people around the team, the fandom and stuff yeah. like that, are happy with the contract. But you go outside of Long Island, outside of yeah, they're being the, killed for it. Uh, yeah, like yeah. a lot of people are saying that's a lot of money. Well, how much? How much of that is? Oh my God, we don't have to go through a John Tavares situation. Certainly, part probably of it. a lot. It absolutely of that. Yeah. plays a part. Even though he was going to be a restricted free agent, yes, and the Islanders had control, right? For, right, for but they just years. bought. Yeah. How, however many years, probably what what would that equate to like five to six UFA years? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, I, I said think, it on Twitter, that's that many July 1sts that, <laughs> that Islander fans don't have to say to themselves, what the hell, what, is Bar Barzell going to stay? Are we going to have another JT situation? Yeah. That poor you Andrew know? and Stefan don't have to sit there and well, wait for something to happen. Well, that yeah. was the craziest thing. Yeah. As I, I, I said this to Barzell, we were, we were chatting about the fact that the contract signed, yeah. and I said, you don't have a-holes like me who are going to be coming up to you every two weeks during the season going, hey, what's up with your contract? Oh, you know, he yeah. doesn't have to deal with it. We don't have to deal with it. Yeah. The fans don't have to deal with it. Lane Lambert doesn't have to be asked about it. I, I, a win-win all the way Everybody. around, I thought. Yeah, awesome. everyone, everyone played off that it wasn't going to be a distraction, but after it signed, talking to everybody. They were like, this is absolutely would have like, been, like, a, like, it been a distraction. Like, yeah. like, we could just focus on playing Barzal. Right. It was like, we could just yeah. focus. I mean, right. it, it definitely would have been a distraction. So, so now, I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm not trying to make a joke about this. The, 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 the contract talk this season will be, you know, can they re-sign Scott Mayfield? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. And, and and Scott Mayfield does a wonderful job for the team. He's very important, but that does not carry the weight of you know the the, the angst of what happens with Matthew Barzell's contract. Right. No doubt about it. And all the jokes about going to Seattle or Vancouver and all that 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 can go away too. So you know, it was, well, it was, I will say Matthew Barzell's favorite, you know, one of his favorite athletes is James Harden. You know what James Harden did? Forced his way out of a couple teams. Just saying. Thanks, and Christian. Thanks, team. You know what? It took a little longer this episode. <laughs> I but was you very finally... positive. This no, episode. no, I know. It took yeah, you a long time to be the heel. So yeah. Well, it, we can't go an episode without him, I you know, saying something remark. negative. But I do want to yeah. take. We're getting down to like the the final minutes of the show here, so I do want to take it to, to questions brewing. So we're going to take a quick break. Thanks so much for tuning in to Twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and your favorite podcast providers. We'll be right back. Miss the days of mixtapes and arcades. Love the taste of a bold IPA or maybe an ice cold lager. There's a place where all of those magical things come together. Lost Farmer Brewing Company. At 63A East 2nd Street in the heart of Mineola, Lost Farmer combines a love of the 80s and a passion for quality beer to create brews that can only be described as gnarly, radical, and totally tubular. The retro vibe of the tasting bar will amp up your nostalgia while the blend of both local and exotic ingredients amp up your taste buds. Beer not your thing? Crack open a can of cider or a sip of Chardonnay on the extended patio. Order up from the snack menu, you can even bring your own. If you're more of a homebody, pick up a growler to go or order online at lostfarmerbrewing.com. And for Islander fans, Lost Farmer created the delicious Stable Shaker American Lager to celebrate the Isle's new home of Belmont where it's poured from taps throughout the arena. So raise a cup to the next cup with Lost Farmer Brewing Company, the future of Long Island craft beer. <laughs> it's time That's for Questions Brewing, brought to you by Lost Farmer Brewing. So, Mikey, it's time for Questions Brewing. Are you able to read? I can still read, <laughs> I think. So let's get it going, buddy. What do you got? Um, so you guys touched on this a little bit. This one came from T-Boyle13. Um, do you see Clutter Sezikis being placed on the season opening injured reserve? I guess that applies. Do you see any player possibly being put on the season opening I think injured reserve? Sezik, not Sezikis. Yeah. I think Clutter. Well, he was skating yeah, I think yeah. I think Clutter is probably heading that way at this point. I, would, I wouldn't even add Wallstrom either because he's skating now. Probably just Clutterbuck, yeah. And then maybe, maybe Mayfield. May, Mayfield's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the problem is, and, and look, this is pro sports now where they tell you less and less and less each season, right? We mm. can't even get an upper body or a lower body at a lane or <laughs> Lou. As to, you, there, there, there's no reports on, on why Scott Mayfield's not skating, on why Cal Clay. It, it really could be an ingrown toenail and right. they're being overly precautious. Sure. Or it could be that, you know, Cal's shoulder fell off. It so. does amaze me the accountability <laughs> of the other leagues to say, like, you have to tell 
yeah. people what's going on, and then the NHL's like, yeah, it's fine. He has a he has a you know guy could clearly have a head injury, but like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an upper body injury. It'll, if you get lucky at this point, it'll anymore. be interesting to see if there's going to be a change there now that gambling has taken oh, such a prominent role, be. right? There because that's be. why they were doing it in football yeah, because yeah. all the gamblers are like, all right, who's who's playing? <laughs> I need yeah. to know who's hurt. Like it's a very definitive list you get every day from football teams. Right, like, this guy practiced. He didn't practice. Here's why he didn't practice. Yes, right. no, it's. I mean, although they fudge around with that, right, you know, the, right. The, the, but the it's more. Specific, Bill then, Belichick yeah. lifts all fifty-three yeah. players. <laughs> I mean, the the other argument is like all these coaches. I'm not telling you who the starting goalie is. Major League Baseball in the oh, regular yeah. season, you know the starting pitcher five days in advance. Right. Even the right. playoffs, you know the yeah, starting rotation. I, yeah. so you know Capuano was guilty of that. Trotz was guilty of that too. It's yeah. secrecy for secrecy's sake. Yeah. I think Mind the games. Word you're looking for is stupidity. Okay. Or, 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 it's just, okay. It just, it's just, it's bullshit. It's not, it's not <laughs> anything on the coaches because I get the coaches. It's part of the culture. It's the league just not stepping in and saying, hey, like we need to be transparent for a lot of vari- a variety of reasons, and, and including it, gambling. Yeah, now, no, gambling, fun, gambling's right. the main one yeah, right now. I think so. All right, Mikey, what do you got for us next? Um, I just want to point out that CGS uh, 878 asked why there's no middle body classification for injuries in the event <laughs> somebody has a stomach. Don't give them an idea. You know what? That's a, <laughs> That's a fair question. You know, we maybe had, a tummy ache or something. Middle body food Here, Here's a loose story. From when he was running the Devils, one of his players had a hand injury. Now, what would you consider a hand injury, upper or lower? Mm. Upper. Upper. Upper, 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 upper yeah, upper. part of the upper torso. They, sure, li- yeah. they listed it as a lower body. And, <laughs> he must and, have had long arms. And Lou, Lou said, because when you hold your arms, <laughs> the, the hand is below the that's waist. Fantastic. That's a lower body. I like. I kind of. I can appreciate that because it's so silly that like <laughs> Lou is. Lou is probably chuckling the entire time he sent. He's whoever the PR guy at the time was and said, "Tell him it's this." Yeah, well, <laughs> probably. Yeah. All right, Mike. What do you got? Um, our next question actually comes from CGS 878. It's uh, does do any of you really believe this team will make the playoffs this season with the other teams in the division seemingly improving and getting better? Yeah, no, I I, I have these guys as a playoff team. Yep, I do. Now, where think, do you, where I, do you see them finishing? I think one of the wild card spots, probably. Yeah, I maybe, mean, again, it's defensive. Probably fourth. Yeah, defensive okay. structure and a really offensive-based division. They're probably one of the only teams in the NHL that's truly focused on defense. So if they yeah, get that okay. system locked down, that's how they'll get into the playoffs. So win those clo- again. They didn't win those close games last year, right? And this is the time where they, you get a lead. You got You got to. If they down. just win half of the overtime games, yeah, exactly. they get into. Yeah, what a terrible OT record they what had was last it? season. It was, I know in one goal games they were like eight and eight. Yeah. Two and yeah. six and yeah. like one and four or something. Right. It was like. I mean, it still, it still wouldn't have been enough points to get them there, but it, it could make a huge difference well, this season. They, they yeah. were they were 16 points behind the the caps, yeah. I think, for the final. Right, and and, and they they only garnered uh, what was it, uh, three or four extra second points in overtime out of all yeah, those opportunities. It, it, it they they could have been within eight to ten points of a, a player. They still weren't getting into your point, right? But now in a normal season. That that has to improve. It's crucial, yeah. Also, yeah. less games going over time if they close the door in the third. You have to remember that, too. If they lock it down, Great they don't point. need those extra, That's those true. extra periods. That's true. Yeah. Stefan, you're really contributing today. I appreciate it. <laughs> Just happy to be here. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, do you want to switch? I'll switch with him. I'll just sit on the couch. Yeah. Hey, buddy, it's your first time here. Wow. we got to give you the business. You know? to, to, to quote FAN, that was the moment of the day. I want that rerun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm going to put a picture of me on the show on my fridge. There we go. All right, Mikey, what do you got? Uh, this one just came in from T-Boyle13. And do you see the Islanders making a trade or any moves before Thursday's over? First of uh, all, no. The fact that Thomas is double dipping here. Yeah, really. He, he's a he's a big time contributor to the Island Ice podcast. And oh now, wow! Is that right? Now I'm finding. Well, we him. didn't. A, we didn't know that, so now we feel a little cheated. Yeah, well, no. no, because I feel confident that we're his first love, so that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Islanders are his <laughs> first. We're, we're going to wind up fighting over Thomas here. So. <laughs> T Boyle, thirteen, valuable listener here. <laughs> Actually, I hope it's the same guy. I don't there, know. I'm not sure <laughs> if if the, your dance moves are going to help your case or hurt your case. We'll, oh, we'll no, find no, no. out. I just uh, my my listenership just. Went Went to zero. <laughs> I don't think we'll see any trades, but I would n- not be shocked with something going on on the waiver wire. If something okay. were to happen, depending on who gets out there, could they go and get maybe, a, a, like we said, you know, injury-wise, could they get a veteran defenseman off waivers? That's more of a st- stable factor than a Hudden, Ledoux, 
kind of guy. Mm. We'll see. Again, they have situations to deal with, and injuries certainly play a part in that. All right, Mikey, why don't we sneak in another one here? What do you got? Um, that was the end of the questions, Bruin part, but I, I, this is going to make you nervous. I already know. I, oh, have, cool. I have a question, too, for these these two fine gentlemen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mikey can go Yeah, first. say your piece, Mikey. I can, I can do my... So... We talk, you guys talked a lot about players needing to take a leap for this team. That You know, you didn't make a lot of off-season moves, but, you know, players that are on the team taking a leap in order for them to improve. Um, so, I'm, you know, we spoke about Wallstrom. We spoke about Bellows, whatever. But I'm looking now. I'm actually – I pulled up Matthew Barzal's stats. They just signed him to this big contract. So, his Calder season, he has 85 points, and he hasn't eclipsed more than 62 mm-hmm. since then. What – looks to what would an improvement on his end be like what point total for that contract that we just signed him to seems with with with, within what we're talking about the islanders defensive structure and and, he's not you know the 85 points was under doug weight where it was like just go you know don't worry about back here you worry about up there right i would say if if barzi is at 75 points this season i i think in addition to the improvements he's made, back checking and, and, and just being responsible coming back, 75 points out of Barzell is, I think, is what you would, that's where I want to see him. That's what I think the Islanders need. I would agree with the exact same number. Again, though, it's going to come down to not just him. I mean, he could do everything he wants, setting up guys if they miss. Obviously, it won't be on his point total, but yeah, definitely for sure. Over 20 goals should be the case, not 15. Again, he was hurt a little bit last year as well. But, yeah, I would say 75 points. And, again, I think I made the – I'm not so concerned with this goal total. I want to see – I want to see him with, you know – 55, 60, 65 assists. Yeah, that means somebody's know. finishing for him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mikey, good question, buddy. Nice job. And Christian, I believe you have one more for the for the fellas before we get out of yes. here. Yes, yeah. I think you, Mike was trying to say something. You did not <laughs> oh, have his oh. mic up. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, Mike. I'm used to Sean talking right over me. It's okay. what, do you, what do you got? No, I was going to say, I could tell how nervous you were when I went to go speak there. <laughs> I think I did okay. Yeah, you, you actually did. <laughs> maybe maybe because it's the daytime. Yeah. It's, it, it is. It helps. <laughs> Sunlight helps. <laughs> All right, Christian, go ahead. Uh, Mike, my question is a lot more goofier. Mike's at, Mike's question I really did enjoy. That was a great question, Mike. I'm it glad was. you contributed. It was. It's great to be back, by the way, and see you, your smiling face. And always <laughs> great to see you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. No one can hear you. Again, your mic is off. But but Mike did <laughs> say it's just the two It's the two best parts of the show, and I how, tend to agree is, with him. How, do you, how is it that this show doesn't have an edible sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> 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 do you do you mean in the drug sense, Andrew? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we have an edible sponsor. Andrew, it's only October. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. I mean, we'll uh, see. I'll, I'll, I mean, yeah, no. I, in fact, our stock in that in that regard might go up after people watch this one. Yeah. No, so it's that could a happen. very free flowing conversation that reminds me of some. Doing Dang. drugs? <laughs> no, it reminds me of some nights in Syracuse on the ah, couch. Okay. Wow. Right. Nights in Cortland also. Yeah. So you're comfortable is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, I'm very yeah, comfortable. Right. That's what I like to hear. In a I, live I was, microphone. I was so. freaking dancing before. Was, I'm comfortable. That's true. You love before. to see it. You love to um, see it. No, my question was a lot more silly. You, uh, My question was going to be to Stefan and Andrew. You have to center uh, a line, a hockey line, with two other Islander media members, including the broadcast team, who are you picking and why? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not including Sean and I. We have this. to center our line and pick two other guys. Yeah, you have to pick not people. Not, you're you're talking just, to two goalies. Yeah, I'm, but you're not playing goalie. You're playing center. <laughs> oh, okay, you, you, have, you know, so you know, Ethan well, Sears, Kevin Kurz from the I'm Athletic. I'm taking and, Butchie. Butch, oh, that's that's a good pick. Who's that's your other pick? Who's your yeah. other? Who's, your, uh, who's my other pick? Um, I'll take AJ. Wow, I forgot about it. <laughs> nice job. I should have excluded the broadcast line. team because it's not as funny. Yeah, I'm taking Anthony. Yeah, you, you failed. Anson yeah, Carr. <laughs> that was my fault. Okay, so you. you yeah, I want ex, I ex want players, ex players off this. Okay. I want right, I want right. this to be funny. You, I'm not taking Joe. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's not very nice. Well, he's, I think he's a defensive first guy. He'd probably be a defenseman. You asked for forwards. So. Yeah. Um. Let's Joe see. Torno, by the way, is who he's referencing. I'll take Corey Wright. Ah, yeah, okay. okay. Another goalie. Another goalie. <laughs> oh, okay. You, yeah. stick you, you go ahead. You you take the next two. All right. Definitely Kevin Kurz because he doesn't care. So he'll just be crushing people. On okay. My line. He'll oh, be a hard right. hitter on my line. Okay. All right. 
And then and then I'll, I'll take Ethan. You know, he seems like he has wow. the IQ. So okay, you know, we can make chemistry there. <laughs> he's okay, he seems like he's a smart fella. He's a smart. He's a smart. Right. He's no, a we'll smart individual. Yeah, no, he's yeah. a yes. Yeah. Yes. And right. Again, not saying Ke- Kevin's very smart as well. But I think e- Kevin. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I would, no, no, I would just think Kevin be more of the physical guy on that line. So okay. uh, wow. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I, who's who's left? I got Corey. Who else covers this team? <laughs> since, since, since I'm not taking Joe. Wow. <laughs> well, we all know Christian doesn't anymore, and then the content of NYI Hockey Now has just leaped and bounds tenfold uh, since Stefan took true. over. So. Actually, you know, I agree. Who I, I agree. Uh, I'll take another social media uh, icon here. I'll take Tyler. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. One of the Islander social media people. Oh, okay. jokes and was un- score yeah, no, right. Now we're getting a little he, inside he'd be, baseball. He'd be the uh, Brad Marchand yeah. of yeah. the wine. We're just going to have to take your word for it. Yeah. 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 Oh, you yeah. don't know Tyler? Very I, funny. No. Yeah. Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it, folks. So thanks for getting your questions <laughs> in for, for questions brewing. But thank we're going to we're gonna fire up the music here and get on out. So, folks, want to thank you for tuning in for this very, very special afternoon edition here on a Saturday at 1.30 here at Florida Media in Rockville Center. Huge, huge thanks to our gentlemen here on the on the chairs here, Andrew Gross and Newsday. Thank you so much for having This is a lot the, of fun. Absolutely. Always, always a great time with you No guys. question and about it. And eventually Andrew will invite us back onto Highland Ice. <laughs> right. as he keeps He's biding his time. That's all right. That's all right. And a huge <laughs> thanks to Stefan Rosser for hanging out with us here from NYI Hockey Now. Make sure you check out both of their content. They do a great job. They'll be covering the game tonight at UBS Arena. And, of course, a big thanks to you guys for tuning in. Absolutely. And, folks, where can we find you on social media? To follow you. Uh, I'm on Twitter at A Gross Newsday. Uh, the Island Dice podcast is available uh, on the Newsday website, newsday.com backslash aisles, uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I will be, there might be a new one dropping tomorrow or Monday. I'm going to be recording the uh, NHL season preview podcast after tonight's game. There you go, Stefan. Where can we find you? And I'm on Twitter at Stefan underscore Rosner. It's Stefan with S-T-E-F-E-N. Very my good. Fault. Um, and then NY Hockey Now. That's where you can find my work. There you go, folks. want to send out a big thanks to our sponsors, Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, an official partner of the New York Islanders and the best deli around. Huge thanks to RJ Daniels, located at 279A Sunrise Highway here in Rockville Center. And last but not least, Lost Farmer Brewing Company, located at 63A 2nd Street in Mineola. Check out their stable shaker named after UBS Arena. Fantastic American lager. Christian, where can we find you on the socials? Uh, at the underscore Arnold. You sure? I was not sure. <laughs> you looked confused. I really looked confused. I was not sure, but it, that is correct. Yeah. There you go. You can follow me at Shawnee Hockey. You can follow the show at Hockey Night NY. Once again, for Christian Arnold, Andrew Gross, Stefan Rosner, and Mikey on the couch. Mikey, where can we follow you if, if, if one is so inclined? I just don't think anyone should. That's true. All right. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> that was for so tuning loud. in. <laughs> Very on brand for Mike today. So and how he's been New York. treated by Sean. We will see you next time. Bye.